everybody. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Highland League, Then and Now. I'm delighted to say I'm joined with Doug Baxter today. Doug played for Huntley, Cove and Peter Heed in the Highland League. Hello, Doug. How are you? No bad, Willie. Good to hear from you. Thank you for coming on. I ch- to get you on. No bother at all. Good, good, good. So, Doug, I usually always start right back to the very beginning where fitness started for you. So, can you take us back? Right back to, well, it probably goes back to, no, actually, I actually, 11 aside fit, but it was, it was a boys club. We went to a boys club, um, King Street Boys Club in the old academy at uh, Little Belmont Street. Okay. And you, and you got, uh, it was basically one games hall with wall bars and there was table tennis, doing stairs and, you know, the, the, Little wee gym was for the football, and it was two sections. Maybe again, quarter past six to half past seven was the under tens, and then uh, half past seven to nine o'clock was you know elevens and above. And uh, it was always, I mean, when you think back, it was unbelievable. You know, an abundance of helpers. You had a tuck shop. You know, you put your money in behind the shop, and you went up and you bought whatever, and they scored your your took your money down until it got to zero. And uh, that was generally the first recollection I can hear of, you know, just playing football, games hall. And uh, you're, you're speaking about people absolutely busting their socks to win a quenchy cup and a fizz bomb. You know, young kids wouldn't even look at that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but it was big style when you played football. It was really important to you in the way back in the day, wasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, know, you come off of there dripping with sweat, uh, almost in tears because you hadn't won the the quenchy cup and the two fizz bombs that went with it. Aye. Made you try harder the next time, though, eh? It did that, it did that. And then, and then for that, it was uh, primary school football at uh, primary five at Craig Hill. Um, in the school team there, and then I changed schools. And then my next two uh, years were at Kirk Hill Primary School. And that was, uh, again, just school football. And because boys clubs didn't really start until... I think something like under 13, even back then. Um, so it was a big step to go to boys club. Uh, there was no under 8s, 9s, 10s, 11s. It was, uh, I think it started at maybe under 12s or 13s. Um, and then it went for there. But I was King Street. I was a King Street uh, lad right through the under whatever, 13s to, to under 18s. I just played with the one club. As, as predominantly... Many of the, the players did. You know, if you're a D side, you stayed with D side. If you're a lads club, you stayed with lads club. And uh, and it was good. It was com- very competitive because you know the teams were staying the same. You weren't the, there wasn't any of the poaching and the better players um, to go in to go and make one team uh, dominant. You know. No, all right, okay. And then you know, once I went to secondary school, uh, it was King Court Academy for me and. We were very fortunate that you know the feeder schools all had decent primary school teams, and uh, we were we were very successful at uh, at Kinkworth Academy. We were we actually won the Scottish Cup under fourteen in nineteen eighty three. I think we were the first team north of Dundee to to do that, and then we reached the final the following year. Um, we didn't win that one, but uh, it was amazing to win to to reach two cup finals, two Scottish Cup finals in the trot. Back in the day, when you know round nine was only the was only the quarterfinals, you know. That's amazing. What do you remember about your winning, in, Doug? Uh, oh, the, the I can remember the semi final, um, and the final. The semi final was a that was down at um, 
Glenrothes, I think, um, and it was a that was a five nil game. I think Andy Smith, Andy Smith of uh, well, early days Peter Head and them Don't you Dunfermline, Airdrie and the likes. He scored a hat trick down there, and then the uh, the final was against St Mungo's at Muirton um, Park, the old uh, St Johnston. Um, no, right, okay. We went down one nil, and then we managed to to win two one. But with a with a fantastic with a fantastic manager, um, he was the art teacher Jim Scott, and uh, you know we if you look at our team, wasn't it really full of people who went on to, to have any real successful careers at football? You know there was Marcel, there was Andy Smith, there was Martin Craig, played the uh, junior in Highland League for a wee bit. George McDougall had a wee spell in in Highland League, but other than that, it was uh, it was just absolute grafters. And with with Jim Scott, there was no there was no superstars. Every single person was on an even an even keel, which which worked absolutely superb for us. It doesn't work. There was a superstar on the team, does it? No, um, you know there was there was obviously better players, but he never he never treated you as a as a better player or a lesser. It was uh, working Kingcorth Academy, and that was it. And um, he was ably assisted by by uh, Ian Yule, um, aka Jetto, who. Uh, He's a big, he's a big co-follower, but he was able to um, assisted by him back in the days, and uh, that was when every school had a team, and it was, it was real, it was real good back then. Very good. And what sort of player was you developing until this time in your career? Um, I think I was. I started off up front, but then I went, I moved back into midfield. Um, to, to, I guess maybe be a, a playmaker in the sense, but. Uh, I wasn't really the I wasn't really the, the tough tackler back then that uh, maybe I developed into later in my in my in my career. But um, no, I was obviously you know a, a ball winner. But uh, we had plenty of plenty of people who could who could mix it and could score goals. I mean, George McDougall was could score goals for fun. Um, he was a fantastic striker. Um, but that was that was how I was progressing. Um, same as King Street, I played the midfield, um, oh, almost in a a playmaker sense. Not really, not really much ball winning, but um, that's how I was progressing um, until well, that was nineteen eighty six. The King Street days came to came to an end. Okay, so before I come to an end, who was your big rival with King Street? Uh, well, with King Street, we won the we won the a dominant team at all. We did we did win the Scottish Cup under sixteens and the league then. But prior to then, it was oh, there was Lads Club, Sunnybank, D side. They were all they were all, I would say, probably slightly better than us. Um, but again, Andy Smith, he he was with me right through King Street. He never he never moved either. Um, but no, you know, your lads club with Dave Cameron, Mark Watson, they 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 were both playing for they both played for Peterhead eventually. Your um your Sunny Banks, good 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 teams, um we you know, managed by good good uh, legends in, in local football. Yeah, okay. Now as an Aberdeen boy, Doug, did you grow up sporting the Dons? Uh no, I grew up sporting Rangers. How how did that work, sporting Rangers in Aberdeen? Uh back back then. Back then, it wasn't a huge thing. I didn't think. Um, certainly, nay, what it's grown into now. I mean, it's just a nowadays. It's the hatred is, it's, it's 
quite uh, toxic, really. Um, but this was, you know, we're going back to, you know, seventies. Um, you know, I went to, I was doing it a, quite a few. The, the old cup finals with John Gregg, Colin Jackson, Peter McCloy. So I'm going right back to, I'm going right back to the seventies when they won the treble with John Gregg, and then obviously in the eighties, Sporting Rangers wasn't a problem because the Dons and Dundee United were, were the dominant forces. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you are uh, you are supporting basically, you know, also runs. Uh, and of course, the Gerant Simpson incident didn't happen then either. No, that hadn't happened. That hadn't happened um, back then. So, like I say, it was you know you were you were almost supporting the the field, you know, the team that was fighting for field. Oh, right, because, okay. because the Dons and Dundee United were were so dominant, and um, I mean that just I mean to look at the success that that two clubs had, just it's you know quite phenomenal, based on you know. The revenue, although the revenue wasn't a, a huge thing back then, but they were still very, very small-time clubs. Uh, what was it, Jim McLean says? Supermarkets against corner shops or something? Maybe? Basically, yep. I think that's what, that was his words. Yep. Uh, it was, uh, but it just goes to show, you know, with the right with the right manager and, and a group of guys that uh, are in it together, um, you know, the, the, that gap that gap back then could be could be narrowed, but uh, nay nowadays. Absolutely not. Well, the modern day version would be Leicester City, I suppose, would it? Ah, you're probably right, mm. uh, Willie. You're probably right. I mean, that was, you know, for that to happen, um, I guess, you know, even your, your most ardent Leicester fan would have found that uh, very hard to believe. Ah, it was uh, Roy the Rover stuff happened, did I mean, you just, every week you kept expecting them to trip up and trip up, and they just, they just churned it out. And again, you know, getting into that winning mentality, you know, good manager, um, and in a group of guys that really were were so together, nay, nay, so much big egos at Leicester City, um, and that and that helped them along the way. Ah, and it just worked. <clears throat> so, when you left school, Doug, where did you go? Football? Did you go junior or straight to Highland League? Straight to Highland League. Okay, and that was straight to Huntley, was it? That was straight to Huntley in 1986. Oh, okay, um, okay. I played a couple of I played a couple of games for Bucky um, at the tail end of well, it would have been the 85 86 season. Um, I went played a game at Elgin and I played a game at Fort William for Bucky. Dave Watson was the manager then, and I also played a couple of games for Cove, who were still in the juniors at that time. Um, I think they had just maybe disposed of Bobby Livingston and Alec Walker was. Uh, in temporary charge, so I played a couple of games for them as well. Uh, okay, and, uh, and that was my three. I could have I had a, a wee choice of Huntley, um, Bucky, and and Cove, and I, I can't really remember why I picked Huntley, but um, you know, going into, going into the next four years, what a, what a learning experience! Oh, I can imagine. Oh, it, you know, for a young lad, unbelievable, unbelievable experience. And I'm sure it would have been the same at certainly at Bucky because you know it was it was season pros, it was you know it was manies, it was real manies against boys. I'm a wee boy, thinking you know you're a decent player and you're coming up against these boys that you maybe were a decent player, but they sorted you. Just a different world, isn't it? Oh my goodness me, it was just completely a different world, but but so so enjoyable. So if you went to Huntley, Doug. Did you get game time or did you have a while to wait? Uh, no, well, 
when I went when I went to Huntley, I actually had a four game suspension for juvenile football, which I was honestly amazed it carried forward onto Highland League. So uh, I missed the first four games, and then I, I sort of got game time after that. Um, uh, obviously, until until such times as you, yeah, maybe your performances didn't warrant a start, but. You know, back then, as you'll recall, it was you know it was two subs, and if you're near the thirteen, it could be a long winter. Aye. You know, I've took a big jacket just in case. <laughs> well, that was that was the that was the old saying, you know. Um, but you know, we 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 had a decent side, but everybody else was decent as well. I mean, our first game was against Forest, and they had just they they just had won the league in eighty five, eighty six. And oh, they just bit cold, didn't they? No, no, this was, this was before Cove was in. This was before Cove was in. Oh, right, okay. Um, I think they maybe pipped Carly. Was that who it was, was it? Because um, Cove just joined the same time as I joined the league, which was 86, oh, right. 87. Because um, Bobby Gray was there, Jerry Davidson, Mikey Davidson, Ronnie Dunbar, you know, Minty. Honestly, just you could rattle off these players still even today. Just and, a who's who, isn't it? Just, just a who's who in, you know, in... in I mean, I guess they're one of the most flamboyant team going forward, but they uh, they certainly shot up shop at the back, and um, they 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 that was my first just watching was my first uh, introduction to 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 league for Huntley, and um, we lost that game one 0 Okay, so watching your first four, Doug, what was you thinking? Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, up at Forest, the. Uh, a guy of uh, with a Polish surname who played for us. I went to name. I went to name him. Uh, went in for a sixty forty his way. He held back, so it was a fifty fifty, and absolutely nailed the recipient on the other end with the ball there. Okay. And I, and, and I, I mean, I know the names of both, and I and I thought to myself, wow. So at full time, you know, we'd lost the game and it was on the bus. And I said to the to the the Polish chap, um, mm-hmm. that was a fair tackle, Frank. And uh, he said, that guy done me two years ago. And that was that will stick in my mind forever. This is how the league obviously works. Somebody's somebody's done you two games ago, two years ago. That will be uh, addressed. Accordingly, and you know, I was it was just it was just wow, and it was very, very physical. I mean, today I think it would be seven aside because there'd be so many red cards, people just got on with it. And uh, you know, you dish it out, you take it back, you shake hands at the end of the game, and you go into the social club for a beer. That's what it should be, that's how it was, and mm-hmm. you know, that's how it was right up until I left the Heine League. It was great, great days. So when you got a few games for Huntley, how did you feel they settled into the team? Um, I settled in okay. I think if I recall rightly, I was playing up front, maybe um, with the likes of Eddie Copeland, Mitch Barbage was there. Um, again, you could rattle off these people. Who's who? Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I did okay. I mean, I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say I set the the heather on fire um, in my first. Uh, Couple of seasons, it was it was almost finding your way, because like I say, you know, if you weren't in the if you weren't in the thirteen, it was maybe three or four weeks on your on your bum. So, 
and, and that happened to to the best the best of players and um it was it was a case of finding your feet you know seeing what was what was required watching learning from these people and uh I, I, I then my third and fourth season at Huntley um were were, were far far more productive um were far more productive I, I was playing midfield permanently then so the striker days were were gone. So you settled into your midfield role, and did you relish your time in the Highland League? Were just starting out? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I made some. I made some great friends that still see, still see, and still speak to now. Um, uh, once, once, well, Fitzy, John Fitzpatrick, um, signed me, and then Joe, Joe uh, Harper, Tinola from John, and uh, I think that season we finished third, and then. Um, and we didn't lose by many. I think Cole finished second that year. Um, it was it was very competitive. Joe made a couple of good signings, and it was uh, a very social, very social team um, with Joe in charge. Well, it just part of being a good team, doing it on and off the park. Yeah. Oh, it was it was it was great. I mean, I think it's it's easier if you're if you're winning games. You know, training becomes easier. The socialising almost becomes a bit easier to. To, to handle or to be with, and um, plus if you're losing maybe three four training then becomes a chav. The, you know getting on the bus becomes a, a thought. Um, so no, it was it was good. I mean, I mean Joe, uh, Joe was different, it, but it worked for it worked for Huntley at that time. Good. So take me back to your your mate's tackle. How did you go on when you was on the end of your first serious tackle? How do you cope with that as a young lad? Uh, no, I I was fine. I mean, I I was very much, you know, you know like just a, a couple of games I watch and I learn, and you realise you had to, you basically had to man up, um, because you know there was no, there was no uh, real you know physios. It was just you know it was a sponge boy. It was the guy on with the spray, and uh, you just stood up and you you stamped your you stamped your foot in the ground, and if you were uh, if you could stand, you were playing on. Um, so no, you just had to. You just had to, to go on with it, and um, you know, obviously you were you treaded carefully on uh, on on which tackles you thought you could you could really win or get to the ball and, and make a make a difference in the tackle. But no, I I was fine. I was fine in that environment. That that was not was not a problem for me. Good, and you just learn all that for experience of playing, don't you? You learn, you learn, you learn that. You learn how to how to be, you know, how would I say? How smart, you know, how to be, you know, have have football nous, you know, just just you know, looking and learning, you know, leave a little bit on when you know, all these things were part of the game back then. You can't you just kinda of do that now. No, but as you say it was part of the game and I didn't think referees brandish yellow and read cards. No, so not at all. And, and and to be fair, is the game any worse for that any better for that retainer? Maybe a little with the with the ball players being protected, but you know, if you'll say to somebody it's a contact sport, and, and I guess some people say, well, it's not, it's not because a contact sport that's a foul, but it was certainly very contact back then, and you know, as long as you could dish it out and take it back, it was fine. I mean, refs, refs, you know, would refs would openly say, you, you just, you just done him ten minutes ago, so he's just getting you back. You know, it's just that was. I remember Sandy Roy saying that to me. He just, you know, you just dished it out, you just dished that out ten minutes ago. That's just, that's just retribution back. So. 
on we go. And it's part and parcel of being a football player, isn't it? It's part and parcel of the game. It's part and parcel of the game. So how did your time at Huntley go? Would you, trophy-wise, how did you get on? Uh, zero from four seasons. No cups, no? No. No. Uh, zero trophies, but a grown-up experience that I wouldn't have changed. And, you know, obviously you love to win trophies, but, you know, the the... The, the group of guys that was there, um, I wouldn't have changed anything for that first four years because that set me in good stead for for the next, whatever it was, 12 or whatever, 12 Magic. years. And guys that you're playing, experienced guys. You just oh, for guys like that, don't you? Brilliant. You know, Willie, Willie Lawson, still a legend. Still a legend now at, at Huntley. Frank Krakowski, uh, you know, Colin Walker, Jim Watson, Ivor Perry and Goals, John Garner. Eddie Copeland, Ali Bremner, you know, just they just they just rattle off Mitchie Babbage, you know, just Highland League household names, just, aren't just, they? Just 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 Highland Highland League names, and you know, you could, I could bump into them as as I guess most people of my era could, and pick up a conversation as if you just played them two weeks ago. Absolutely, remember that's how you done me. I got you back. That's how that's how the, the, that's how the league in that day worked. Aye. So when you arrived at uh, Huntley as a youngster. What sort of player did Dougie Baxter leave Huntley as? Uh, he left certainly a fitter player and one that was very switched on to uh, what was required to be a six. Well, to be a decent player, um, I guess the successful player comes with the, with the, with the team you're in. But uh, very switched on and. I guess um, was 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 playing week in week out at the age of, at the age of twenty one, um, and and just looking for looking to move on. I mean, I, I wanted to play for Cove. Cove wanted me to sign, and you know that's that's how that developed. I mean, um, I didn't live far away from Cove at the time, and they were a decent club. Dave Watson was a manager. So it really fitted me quite nicely. Good. And how when you joined Cove, how did you settle in with Cove? Um settled in quite well. Um I mean after leaving Huntley thinking I was a fit guy, I went to training um with Cove and the level of fitness with probably four or five of these guys was was on a different level for me. Um Davy White. Ray Yule, Mike Meganson, Stevie Beckett, absolutely so fit, it was scary. Was that a culture shock for you? Um, it was certainly an eye opener. Um, just just how good their levels of fitness were. Um, and I guess when the next, well, over the course of that season, um, I soon learnt that I needed to. I needed to come back the following season fitter, sharper, leaner, um, to to be a a starter week in, week out, if you get such a thing, or if you got such a thing. Um but no, it was uh, it was um very professional club, you know, obviously wanted to wanted to um to go far and it's took them probably a bit longer than they wanted, but they have 
gone far um, and they're still going. But the chairman at that time, Alan McRae, he had a vision and um, it, uh, it, was, it was very professional. You know, the, the, well, you get the best of gear, which, which I guess means nothing, but you, know, you, you look professional, so sometimes it, uh, it rubs off on the park. But it makes you a target for, for, for other teams, quite clearly. You're turning up with your, uh, your pink and navy shell suit to away games. Probably doesn't go down too well, but I mean, that's the, how good, it was. the good side of that, Doug, thought that gives you an extra edge as players to make sure these players, the opposition, kind of take you doing a peg. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think if you if you sign if you sign for Cove, it's the same when it's the same when you know Peterhead, you know Peterhead were were signing. I guess the better players. Everybody wanted to 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 beat Peterhead when Huntley was. You know. When you've when you've got that almost that little bit of I guess a little bit above the others, it's, it sets you up to be to be knocked down, and you've you've got to you've got to learn adjusting to handle that um, in the best way possible. How did your relationship with the co fans go? Did you take you straight away? Yep, absolutely, absolutely, hundred um, percent. You know, I lived I lived locally, uh, enjoyed enjoyed banter with. With them, you know, after the game in the social club, um, you know, they, I was a hundred percent as you know, as they took to, to the majority of people. I mean, let's there wasn't a big fan base, but the ones that were there every week soon appreciated, you know, what you were what you were offering, and uh, I think they they appreciated the, the 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 chat maybe just after ninety minutes, and just you go into the club and and almost mingle. Something that is, well, I guess, completely lost nowadays. Yeah, but let the fans feel more involved with the team when you do that kind of stuff. For sure, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, it wasn't just me; it was that was at least half the team. In fact, every, you know, almost every member of the team would come down into the social club and uh, at least stay for a juice. Um, and then maybe, maybe you know, half of us would stay for you know till maybe six, seven o'clock, and it was just, it was just. I guess a bit of relief after the game, and you were just at, at comfort speaking to these guys about about uh, the game or the, the following games, the, the the Premier League games, just anything that, that they wanted to speak about. It was just it was just you mingled with with these people that paid paid the the five out to come in and watch. Absolutely, and just built great relationships, players and fans. Yep, it does that. It does that. They've got your back during a game. They'll give you a bit of encouragement or just cheer you on. Yep. It, it's a two-way street, isn't it? Absolutely. So, are you still playing in the middle of the park for Cove, eh? Still playing in the middle of the park. Uh, left side of midfield, generally. Um, built up built up a decent relationship with Davey White, who was left back. Uh, quite a good pair in there. Um, I mean, the first, the first season there was, 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 was good. That was Cove's first trophy. Um, you know, I've got a, we've got a wee run in the Scottish Cup. We, uh, I mean, I was in and out the team like everybody else. I mean, I was in the stand. We were still, we were still thirteen players back then, I think. Um, and again, if you run in the, if you run in the uh, thirteen, it was you got yourself doing the training. You didn't, you know, there was no huffs back then. You got yourself doing the training. You put on your, uh, you put on your studs, and you started just to go through anybody that was in front of you, and you were, you were showing yourself to the manager. 
you know, unlike unlike nowadays when you just didn't turn up for training and you ask for a move. You know, if you're if you're if you're in the, the team, you get yourself training and you prove the manager that you should be in the at least in the thirteen for a start. Just put yourself out of it and put yourself Absolutely. on just one day. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Feel like a goal scorer. Have you chipped in any goals for Huntley or Cove? Uh, I chipped in. I mean, I wouldn't say. I think, I think for one season at Huntley, I think I maybe got up to 13, which which was pretty good for me. Um, or, or in that era, or in that era of team, um, because there was a you know, lot, of, lot of decent sides back then. Um, but no, I wouldn't say. I think if I got to 10, I would have been, I would have been uh, well chuffed in my Cove days. Um, I was other, I was certainly other people to, to do that kind of. To do that kind of stuff. Uh, you scoring goals was just an added bonus, was it? Just an added bonus. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was when you had an abundance of strikers like we did here at Cove in that days. It was uh, you chipped in with the odd one or two, but you know there was uh, the first season was there was four guys over twenty, so four guys over twenty goals. So that makes a team hard to oh, beat. Gee whiz, it was it was good. It was good days. I mean, it was. It was early days still. I mean, I was still only 21 in that first season, but um, it was good. So, Cove's rival in the league, was Peter Heath still in the goal then? Aye. Oh, aye. Everybody was still there. Everybody was still in the league. Um, Did Peter Heath been your rival then, were they? Uh, Peter Heath, uh, I'm trying to think. Nine, I can't remember. Elgin. Elgin. Um. I mean, there was still a lot of good teams. I mean, Inverness, Thistle, Ross County. You know, Ross County won the league two years in a trot with Bobby. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Inverness, Thistle won it, um, I think, two years in a trot as well. So, you know, your Carly, I mean, Carly coming from being so dominant and they actually were. What a team they had oh. when I first joined the league. Um, it, then, it then swung to, to maybe your, your counties and your Thistles. Um, but there was still so much. I mean, Elgin, I mean, you were still... You know, you were still at the start of the season. Your your absolute aim was to reach the semi-finals of the qualifying cup. So you got so you got your entry into the Scottish Cup. That was that was back in the day when you had to to earn the right to play in the Scottish Cup. And that was a massive, massive. Trophy. Oh, that was that was that, you know that was your chairman, your manager, and your team's thing at the start. Let's get into the Scottish Cup, and to reach that semi-final was oh what a relief when you actually won your quarter-final. Fantastic, you know what? What a feeling um, to realise you're in the draw. You um, keeps the chairman yeah. happy if you get a big draw in the Scottish Cup it, as well. It, it does. It does. Um, um, in that in fact, that first year, it, it, that first year at Cove, we drew Fraserburgh. We got a buy in the first round and played the winner of Whitehill Welfare and Fraserburgh in uh, the okay. second round. And then obviously in the third round, that's when the big names come in. Uh, so uh, no, we never. We did. We. We bet Fraserburgh, um, but then through Cowdenbeath, um, and that wasn't a big tie. No, sorry, Doug, I forgot to say you're not allowed to say in this podcast that you beat the Brock. <laughs> oh, I, well, to be fair, you're probably right because it would probably take up quite a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cowdenbeath was probably near the dry you were looking for it. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a, a good game. Uh, for me, anyway. I. I think I got a red card after probably half an hour. My hair was dry by half time, and yeah, we lost. We lost two one, and then they drew Rangers in the next round. So I probably wasn't the flavour of the month with the chairman or the manager. To be fair, the, but, fic- that, the that, that's it. Fit by. 
That's it. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So your next trophy with Cove was? Uh, well, my first trophy with Cove was the we lost in the League Cup final to Elgin. Uh, but later in that same season, we re- reached a qualifying cup final. Um, the opposition played in black and white in the Buffy Belsley. Okay. Um, and we won that one nil up at Huntley. And that was Cove's first trophy. I mean, it wasn't the wasn't the best game in the world, but it was just all about winning the trophy. And we were we were lucky enough on the day to to beat um, a good Brock side one uh, nil. That was the trophy. And I think in that season we we won one of the Aberdeen Shires as well. I can't remember if it was the Cup or the Shield or maybe we won them both. I can't remember. But it was a decent season, a decent first season. Um, and on the back of that Scottish qualifying cup, did you get another Scottish Cup run? Um, I did. With I think the, we the best. Oh, I'm saying the best. The furthest we got was we uh, got Dunfermline. That was the best team we drew. Uh, unfortunately, on that game. I was suspended, Dave Morland was suspended, Dave Caldwell was suspended, and Mark Murphy was suspended. So um and then Mike Megginson broke his leg, I think, within the first twenty minutes. So um it was never gonna be a it was never gonna be a uh a, a dream tie and it they actually Dunfermline were very professional. Four nil up, I think, after twenty five minutes and basically okay. basically just managed they just managed the game. They just seen the game out. It finished four nil, but the game was well and truly done after you know, 25 minutes. Uh, job was done for me. Job was done. I mean, Jackie, mm-hmm. young Jackie McNamara was their, uh, was their star player back then. Um, and it, I was, you know, very professional, very professional outfit, as you'd expect. I mean, I think they were top of the first division back then. So um, it was obviously just a, a bridge too far for us. But no, I never really, never really struck it lucky with, uh, with any big Premier League clubs, not. Yeah, right. So after that, the... So we did that for five years ago, of nineteen ninety five. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. So you must have won a few more trophies in that five year spell, did you? Ah, uh, yep, yep, I did. We uh, we um, won the league cup. I mean, Dave Watson left. We got Peter Head. Um, Kenny Taylor came in, and we won the uh, won the league cup with him. Um, I think a couple of Aberdeen shares as well. Was. Was as far as we went, if, if my mind serves me right. Um, I mean, I, like I say, back in that, I mean, you were still, I mean, when did, when did your Carly's leave? 94? Um, 94 or 95, I think. Nine, so you still had your Carly's, your Ross Counties, uh, Mimines, Thistles, Elgins, you know, still a very, very competitive league. Um, I need to forget your others, your Devon Vales, your Buckies, your Lossiemers, you know. It's nobody was uh, nobody was also runs, you know. No, there was no easy games. Was no, there? not at all, not at all. And uh, it was um, it was it was all very competitive. So no, the the trophies were probably shared. They were quite a lot. And then it's good. Obviously, Huntley got their Huntley got their five in a, five in a row. So well, special team, that guys, weren't they? This I do are. I mean a lot. I mean people say, Oh, do you wish you'd stayed at Huntley? But it wouldn't have mattered if if I didn't think if Pelly was manager then I, I wanted to I wanted to sign for Cove. Um so I think it would have done whether Pelly was there or whether Joe was there and I wanted to play for Cove and that was it. And um 
you know, and, and it'll sound strange, but you know, Huntley for their five years made some absolutely fantastic signings um, at the right time. And and I still say, and I still think to myself, for two of those years, we were maybe a better team than Huntley, if I'll be uh-huh. honest. Um, but if you just look at the sheer margin, they won the leagues by how, I mean, my, uh, I'm struggling to find justification to say we were a better team than Huntley because their winning margins were absolutely phenomenal. Um, just disposed of teams, I top teams, just disposed of them with ease. Um, so, yep, I mean, it was a fantastic, a fantastic Huntley team then and they added, they added the right players at the right time. Aye. What was the highlight of your time at Cove, and Doug? Highlight of my time at Cove was probably that first time at Cove was probably that, that qualifying cup. Uh, that qualifying cup is a team, the very first one in nineteen uh, ninety, beating beating Fraser one 0 aren't they? Um, in nineteen ninety three, I, I was named Highland League Player of the Year. So that was, on a personal note, that was uh, that was fantastic for you. That was uh, that was pleasing, um, but you know, I just uh, a lot of decent moments, a lot of a lot of decent uh, games we played that you know, on and we maybe didn't win our cups that we didn't get to, but um, but good 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 moments with with good people, you know. Again, great uh, great camaraderie at that Cove club at the time. And again, you've played for Huntley top club, you've played for Cove, which is a top club, and now you're moving on to Peter Heed. How did that move come about? Um, I think well, Dave Watson had moved to Peterhead. Um, Kenny and Sandy McNaughton, Kenny Taylor and Sandy McNaughton were 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 doing their their bit at Cove, but you know there was almost I think at that time a reluctance to maybe spend spend the money that was maybe required. I mean, um, Raymond Jewell had he moved to Peterhead with Dave Watson as well. Uh, by that time, I think Dave Morland was Dave Morland had moved to Huntley. Andy Patterson moved to Huntley, so you know there was kind of well, there was still a, a, a nucleus of, of a good team there. I think there was they just wanted to get the the funds to go and add to it, and um, you know Peterhead came knocking at the door, and that's generally how it went. Um, and if I look back now, I probably, I probably would have stayed at Cove if I if I could relive that. I would have stayed at Cove. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, though. Eh? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you're off to Peter Reid, a fresh challenge. How did your life start for you in the Blue Toon? Uh, probably I struggled because I was I, I missed pre-season because I was on honeymoon, and then. Um, when I came back, you know, I was I was miles behind everybody else. Even though I was quite a thick, I was just miles behind and could never I could never catch up because we were into games, we were into games as well as midweek, you know, midweek games, Saturday games, and the heavy duty training had kind of came to an end. And even though you do your own your own bit, it doesn't. It was just never enough to catch up with people. Um, so, you know, I I got to the second year. At the end of that first year was a kind of struggle, if I'm being honest. And then I, I said to myself, right, I'm getting myself in absolutely as good shape, as good a shape as I could be in. And uh, 
that's what I did. Um, and, and I came back absolutely flying at, what was that, 28, 27, and best level of fitness I'd ever had. And then uh, I snapped my cruciate. So Ouch. that was uh, that was another year, basically, off the time. The, you know, the time you get it, the time you get the actual diagnosis, and then you you know you get the the surgery, and then you get your recovery. It uh, it was another year out, and um, just it just became quite a struggle, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think, and see, when you come back from an injury like that, does it play in your mind when you play your, when you're back playing? Does it bother you at all in your mind? Um, it, it didn't for me, um, but I can absolutely 100% see how it would, because, you know, I mean, it's still a huge, it's still a huge operation now, but back then, it was, you know, a, a, a different a different operation, obviously with the same result, but, you know, now it's just keyhole, and you're back on your feet that day. Uh, I was told I was told to lie on my back for six weeks. You know, so when I, so when I took so when I took the leg brace off, it was just you know it was just like jelly. It was just like a leg of jelly. And um, so once you once you've built yourself back up, I can understand why people are apprehensive um, of of going into the, the full throttle into the toggles. But I knew I knew a couple of guys who'd had it. Jim Watson, uh, teammate Hunley, had it. Arthur Murphy. Um, He'd he'd had this, the same operation as well, so um, no, I just I just got back into it and and um, thankfully it was it was fine. Good. So you joined a cracking good Peter Reid team. Who's some of the guys that was in the team when you you got back playing again, Doug? Um, well, from when, when I first came, I think the one that they were well, they were still trying to piece. They were still trying to piece things together. Um, they signed Keith McCready. Uh, Alan Thompson for Fraserburgh as well. Um, Remy Jewel was there. Stevie King and Scott Brown had been there, you know, for for seasons before. Um, so they still had the nucleus of a decent side. Um, you know, Martin Perry was a goalie. Um, I'm just trying to think. John McGarvey was still there when I signed. Um, again, still, you know, still names that rattle, it, it just roll off your tongue. Gordon Robertson, I think they signed him from Elgin. Um, so it was still. It, it, I think it was it was very much still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after that, you know, we signed Colin Milne, Derek Smith, um, Gary Clark, Scott Patterson for um, Lossy, and then um, probably the probably the, the the linchpin was probably Craig Yates, if I'm being honest, um, Craig. Had obviously won five leagues at Huntley, and came straight to straight to Peterhead, and and had that winning mentality um, that that helped us for sure. Um, I may say none of us. I'm not saying we lacked that winning mentality, but you know he had he had he had the winning mentality, and he had the the honours to back it up. Um, and if I remember, I think our last seven games in that league winning season. We're all away from home, and uh, I think I think Yates are scored in every single one of them. Wow! Um, he was just he was, you know that and that was his sixth, that was his sixth trophy, his sixth six in um, a row, six in a row. Um, and you know it's it was it was a big piece in the jigsaw for sure. 
uh, just sometimes you need that one person to just complete the jigsaw and make a puzzle complete and I think yep. yep. And then and, 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 you know, you, you know, in, with that as well, you, you know, Craig was a was a really good player as well. You know, it's no, he, he certainly he, was. He, you know, he, he he backed it up with everything he said he would do. He basically did. So um, no, that's what that helped us. That helped us for that, um, for sure. Uh, it, it helped us get across the line. Obviously, we were skippered by Steve King, so um, Steve was another another hundred percenter. How did the celebration go from you? So I take it from you, won it with Peter? That was your first league title win, I. That was my first league title win. Yep. How did that missed, feel for you? It was good. It was no. It was it was brilliant. Uh, I think I had. Um, I'm trying to think what year it was. So, I, when I came back for the cruise ship, it was the following year. Then I had another injury, um, so I was I was kind of only I was in I was in when I was fit and flying. I was I was I was playing every week, and then I I got this niggling injury, and I was just almost bit part for there on in. And uh, it first first winning league was great, you know. It just didn't feel it didn't feel. Hundred percent for me because I was I was bit part from I guess almost October onwards. Oh yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, it's 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 great, and I'm I'm not one of them. It just wants to wear a Peterhead blazer because we're winning my games. You know, if I'm not playing, I'm kind of I'm kind of gutted. Um, in in you know to feel to feel part of it is is a wee bit more difficult, but. Uh, no, it was it was a great feeling. Um, it was a great feeling for sure. That's good, good, good. So obviously you've signed for Peter Reid. That'll give you your first taste of the Buckingham Derbies. How did you go on playing against the Brock? Loved playing against the Brock. I probably I probably got a harder time. I got probably got a harder time when I was at Cove than when I was at Peterhead. If I'm being honest. Okay. Um, I think just just I guess my character, how I played. Maybe I was a wee bit, uh, a wee bit chirpy to the crowd on occasions, um, and they, they, they gave it back. And I'm sure, I think back in the days it was it was almost aggression uh, for the for the sidelines onto me. But I think if everybody looks back now, it was uh, it was good banter. Um, I mean, Finlay Finlay was one of them uh, that would would. Would quite happily fire abuse to me, and we now just laugh about it when we when we speak. It uh, it was just that was just how it goes. I mean, I was I was chirpy, and um, sometimes you've got to take it in the chin if uh, if you end up losing and you've and you've just rattled off a heap of rubbish to to supporters who are watching. But um, I think some of that, I mean, Luggies was the same. You know, it was just it's just some players some players right react and. Um, the, the the banter was uh, was was good. Uh, I think some players add this aggression with the fans to add to their actual game as well. Absolutely, uh, that is absolutely correct. Um, you know, you, you you almost get that build up. You know, oh, the crowd will be looking for you the day, dog, and, and and you almost you feel yourself building up to to having to almost uh, to fit that bill for them, and you're yeah. you're you're you getting geared up for the game, and that, that hype obviously helps helps you um, along the way. As you say, I mean, I've given you dogs abuse playing for Peter Reid against the Brock, but at the end of the game, it's not forgotten about till the next game. Absolutely. I mean, I, like I say, I mean, 
even even on the park. I mean, if I get the fans on the park, uh, you know, I would be marking Moby or we'd be in in the same area on the pitch. Absolutely, f- foul foul each other the hail game. You walk off, you shake hands, and you hear a laugh and a joke, and you, you get a beer, and that's no, and, and then that's it till the next game. You know, it was just that 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 was just that era of 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 football and. You know, what was that? The nineties, probably the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was good people. It like I say that you can chat to now, and and everybody had the same had the same target was to to get three points for their team, and uh, social club after the game. Uh, you go. And to me, that's in fact that should have been our boot. Should be, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of lost its way a wee bit, if I'm being honest. But no, it's uh, the the, the Bucking Derbies were good. Um, I mean, there's, there's two or three spring to mind for me. Uh, I remember we played up at Belsley and it was blowing a gale. And Steve King, he won the toss and chose to play into the wind. And Obviously, playing into the wind, you hope to get to half time. It maybe one, maybe just a one nil deficit. Um, it was four nil to the broch, and there's no coming back to that. And Dave Watson says to Steve after the game, "Why did you not choose to play with the wind?" You know, obviously, obviously, if we knew how it was going to pan out, we would have. It says, but or he would have. It says, but you know, that was just. Do you take the strong wind and get a, you know, unassailable lead, or do you think? No, we'll play into it, and uh, so that was one game. I think the block it, it finished four 0 We we didn't score in the second half. Um, oh, okay. And the other one would be the qualifying cup final at Peter, for Peterhead. Um, at Huntley. It, it Huntley. Oh, I um, remember that day. Just you know, I think if it hadn't have been that it was five 0 at half time, I think the ref would have called the game off because the pitch was absolutely a dirty field. So uh, you beat Brock 8-0 in the qualifying cup final. That must have been a fair old celebration for that night, yeah. It was it was a it was very I think I think almost for the I think almost for the the committee and the the fans it was it was a, a better win for them because to be honest with you, a win you know, a win's a win for, for the players. I mean I had I had no grievance against Fraserburgh. Other than uh, getting getting some pelters from the supporters, but you know, and I think most of the players were the same. It it could have been anybody, but for the for the fans and the committee, just that local rivalry, it was uh, it was a big thing for them. Uh, I remember the Peter Reid fans were getting about with the newspaper cutting. They made them into t-shirts. <laughs> did Did you ever know Robbie Cross? <laughs> Excuse me, Robbie, Robbie Cross. Aye. Yep. He sent me a T-shirt with the Peter Reid cutting on it. I was asking me to wear it one night, so you can imagine what I told him. Aye. <laughs> but I, no. I just Polite, wanted politely, to de- go. politely declined. That's a good way of putting it. But that just shows the banter it was on the go at the time. Yep. Like I said, I mean, I mean, that was that would have been that would have been heavy to swallow for the for the Fraserburgh fans. But like you say, you know, they took it on the chin, and the banter was. Uh, was there, um, even in even in that times? So. It's a serene, but you just move on to the next game. 
You do, you do. There's nothing else to it, and uh, like I say, it's today's news is tomorrow's chip paper, so you just move on. Absolutely. So again, before we leave Peter Reid, presuming that was a highlight of your time at Peter Reid, was it winning the league in that qualifying cup? Winning the league in the qualifying cup. I mean, I was a sub for the qualifying cup because I, I was just coming back to the cruciate. Um, I said, well, first I enjoyed my time. First I enjoyed my time at Peterhead. It was kind of, it was kind of spoilt with injury and the first season just, it just didn't happen. And um, you know, but again, we made some, made some good, good friends. Um, you know that you got to know a wee bit better. Obviously, Bomber. You know, you knew Bomber for your days at every other club, but you know, when you're in this company for every game, it was brilliant to hear that uh, laugh and a joke with him and um, Sheila. Uh, you know, Colin Grant. You know, you're just getting to know people better than just um, the the opposition chairman or committee member. You know, it was um, good people again. What age are you by this time, Doug? Uh, that was nine. So nineteen ninety nine. So I was thirty. Okay, so as a 30-year-old, still playing, young lads come into the team. Were you good with the young lads, passing on experience? How did you cope with the young lads? Um, I think, well, at Cove, at Cove, there wasn't a... At Cove, at Peterhead, there wasn't a... I wouldn't say there was an abundance of, of younger of younger lads that were inexperienced um, because it was it was pretty pretty seasoned pros that, um, that were there come the end. Uh, now, when I moved to Cove... Um, at the end of that season, um, they they had young lads, and I thought I was uh, I thought I was I was good I was good with them. We uh, we um, that first season won a, a cup, but you know the, these lads were coming through. I guess I guess looked up to you know Graham Park, who was still there. Mike Megaton was still there. Uh, myself, Arthur Murphy. Had, had signed from from Huntley, so you know that was a, it was a good um, a good blend, and I think they um, they relished you know having us there and doing about them, just to, to watch and learn from. Yeah, again, again, just just how I was back in my day, um, you know, just 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 different things, you know, you know, being being cute cute with a, with a bad tackle or or just you know being you know trying to humour the ref or get the ref on your side, and they just telling them you know. How bad his decision was, you know, it's a, a kind of roundabout way to, to kind of get in these in these people's minds to, to maybe be favourable the next decision. It's just it's just I guess experience. Uh, just learn streetwise, isn't it? Yep, streetwise. That's exactly mm. it. So before we leave a Highland League, I know you go back to juniors. We'll speak about that in a minute. How was your disciplinary record? You mentioned earlier you had a red card in a Scottish Cup game. Um, I think in my sixteen years. Uh, in my 16 years, I think I had four red cards in maybe a, a probably a, a fair heap of bookends. I mean, I think I was I was suspended a few a few times, but never never. I really I really got annoyed with myself for for getting suspended because you know that's one game out, and if you if you if you accumulated the next time it was two games. So then you know if you were doing that every season it was then accumulating for three games to four games and it's that's maybe a month out you know so it was um it, it, I certainly in my in my second spell at Cove sort of the discipline was 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 good 
there was still was maybe a, there was two red cards in that spell as well, but it was it was good as in I wanted to play every game, so I wasn't really too vociferous, and obviously the tackles were were, were part and parcel. So, but no, I um I was well well experienced by then in trying to limit the limit the bookings for sure. Okay, so yeah, that, that three that final three years at Cove, they were they were very fruitful in the in trophies as well, which, mm-hmm. which was good. So, what did you win that last three years at Cove? Uh, well, the first year we, the first year, it's almost almost transition. Uh, experienced pros moved on. Davy White, Graham Park, uh, moved on, and we managed to with the with the new signings. There was Kenny Cool was there. Um, his brother Mark was in goals, so we managed to to reach the the League Cup final, which was played at the end of the season, um, and. Martin Johnston of, uh, of of Peterhead and Cove fame, he uh, actually scored the winner to beat Elgin four three. I was just me and Mike Megginson were suspended for that game, so okay. we we, we kind of missed that. And then the following season was when we we won we won the league, we won the qualifying cup, and the one of the Aberdeen Shire trophies. Um, that was. Um, that was a good year. We we we, I think we only lost we lost three league games, um, but you'd lost. I think you'd uh, you'd lost Peterhead and Elgin by then, um, so the the kind of the the numbers, the league, the I guess the strength in the league at that time had um, had had dropped a wee bit, uh, but obviously still winning the league is you know winning any league is an achievement. Um, you know you beat what's in front of you, and you know we did that. We were run very close by by a Huntley side, um, but there was also very good, you know, Keith sides. Um, so no, it was um, it was good. And then the, I guess the season after that, I think we started off winning the Aberdeen, whatever Aberdeenshire trophy we had left, we we won that. So I think at that point we had everything. You know, at one point I think we had everything that we could have. We had it at the time. Good. And then as that season went on, I think you know Mike Megginson had stopped playing. Raymond Jewell had stopped playing, and you know it's okay saying that oh, these guys were 36, 37. But you know they've, they've got over thirty years, thirty years experience. You know and that's just that's just that too. You know, and, and that's a massive loss. Oh, you, you know, you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good a young player you're bringing in. They're near replacing that too. You know that 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 guys were you know they were high in league against Stalwarts for many years knew knew what was expected you know but Bob ended up he was um, discharged of his duties and then Kev Walker took over and uh, obviously didn't fancy me because I didn't play a game so um, c'est la vie <laughs> well I just I think when you manager coming up <laughs> different ideas and different views eh Yep. So you know that was. Um, in fact, I think that was the league. That was the year that uh, that was the year Broth won the league. Oh, two thousand one. It was two thousand one. Yep, Broth won the league that year. Yep. So before we leave the Highland League, Doug, how much games roughly did you play all told in the Highland League? In total, well, I've just again sixteen seasons. Take one away for injury. Fifteen, thirty. 30, 40 games a season. I don't know, maybe six, five, six hundred, maybe. 
a lot of games, eh? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, that's very rough, just guessing, but I mm. we're doing a bit then. And, uh, you know, like I say, met some, met some great people, uh, you know, had some fantastic battles and wouldn't, wouldn't change it. And I know, and I know people in my same era, um, they're the same. They've, they've done the same, but at a different club, you know. And look same. back at the great fondness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, it's just, it was, it was back when the league was as it should be. I'm not saying it's not now, but it's certainly different. Okay, so if it was influenced your decision to step down to the juniors? Uh, well, Cove was, my, that was my last team. And I think when you've had three years in the twilight of your career at home, as in, in Aberdeen, the thought of getting back into commuting for training or for games, maybe just in the, maybe just in the uh, float my boat. I think maybe my, I was I was just struggling with my knee because I went on and played for another couple of years. I just I just felt myself that I couldn't. Uh, I would be doing any club I went to, and myself an injustice because I just wouldn't I wouldn't feel that I was at, at the top of my top of the the fitness level that I should be at. So um I just I actually that first season I actually just played amateur with King Coth, which is the the area I would in I live and um and and I actually enjoyed that. Um just just relaxed, sort of pressure free almost football. Yeah, um, okay. And, and I enjoyed it. Um and then uh, I just I I I a few offers. I mean, I think um, I spoke to Martin Allen, Keith, Gordy Conley at Forest, um, Kevin, Kevin Will at Bucky, but I just didn't feel that, uh, you know, I, I I could justify you know picking up a signing on fee and wages for for me, hundred percent of of my commitment. And, in effort, okay. it wouldn't have been effort. It would just have been the. the I just didn't feel my my body was um, was able to continue at the level that uh, I I would want to to play at. Uh, and you never want to play at standards that you feel you should be better at. Well, no, um, no. Well, I would say, Doug, and I'm sure loads of other fans will say the Highland League was a better league for you being in it. Albeit, Nathan, you beat the Brock, of course, but. We just enjoy watching you play. Exactly, the sixteen years were were so enjoyable. Every every part of them, you know, the, even this the four years at Huntley, you know, didn't win any trophies, but that that just growing up and learning and watching, not just my teammates, but the opposition as well. Like I say, I touched on the Carly team. You know, the Keith team was fantastic as well. You know, Hamish French, Hamish French went for Dund- uh, Keith's team straight into Dundee United's first team. Aye. You know, that just just doesn't happen. Uh, he was a special talent, Hamish, though, wasn't he? Oh, very good. Very good. Stevie Lennox. You know, Stevie Lennox goes with Peterhead to East Fife. Uh, he's, he's, and he's East Fife and Celtic are interested in signing him until they find out. They obviously didn't know he was 27, but, you know, they're interested in signing him. And it, it's Celtic, you know. Just the level of player was 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 amazing. Well, Scott and Murray Brock to Aston Villa. Scott. Yep, Scott uh, straight to Aston Villa. Uh, oh, yeah, somebody, you know, somebody was there the early days I was playing. 
Right, right, dog. I'm going to move you on to the bit that everybody likes, or maybe Disney like. I'm now going to ask you to pick the best 11 players you've seen or played with, plus a few subs, and a manager to look after your team. Well, seen, seen or played with. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. It's 11 players, plus a few subs that you've seen or played with that you think deserve to be in your best 11. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, pressure so, this time, Paul. It's so, it's so different because... You know, you go back to, you go back to the early days, and you know Carly was so formidable, so formidable. You know, Wilson, Olsen, Kevin Mann, you know Bob Summers himself, you know Doherty, Billy Urquhart, Helcher, Martin Lyle. You know, you could pick that could be one team. Uh, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, a goalie. <sighs> Gee whiz. I never promised this would be easy. <laughs> no, you never, you never give me any warning either. So I could have had a, I could have had a, I could have had a wee head start, but uh, I mean, goodness me, Jimmy Calder, John Garner. I mean, you know, Mark Cool, Ivor Perry, all these guys that you know, different, complete different eras of the game. But <laughs> just rattle, give me one. See where you're going to go for. I think I would probably. For, if I try and keep the people that are, you know, teammates ish, okay. I still think I still think big. Uh, I still think Big Eagle was the man for for me. Big Ivor Perry. Okay. Um, you know, just a, a great presence um, in that box and uh, and a great guy. I mean, you know, like I say, I played with Mark Cole, fantastic keeper. John Garner, absolutely brilliant, brilliant in the dressing room. John, brilliant. Um, but I just think, um, you know, the two shot is, is a teammate Ivers, and uh, I'll go with Ivor. Okay. So defense. Uh, right back. Well, I'm, I'm moving for the people I play, but I think uh, Billy Skinner. I think in Venice Thistle. Okay. Left back. Um, I probably I, I couldn't I can't I can just kind of see past um, uh, my ex teammate Davy White at uh, at Cove. I think he would be he would be in there. Okay. Oh, centre defence is is, is so, so many good centre halves. You know, Davy Milroy, you know, Bob Summers himself. Um. Big Sivright. I certainly go with Dave Morland. Dave Morland would be, without doubt, the best defender that I have played with. High praise indeed. Okay. Absolutely. I think there's no many, you know, there's no many but guys would get by him and certainly live to tell the tale, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, the centre half, you know, partnering him. I think, I think uh, Big Milroy. I think Davy Milroy. Okay. Again, Thistle. Okay. All right. That brings into your area of the park now. Uh, uh, well, Gary Farker. Okay. Gary Farker, if he brought it, um, gets in. 
Steve, Steve Gray wide right. Okay. Steve Gray Huntley. Um, another centre. Oh, left side is. Better be Doug Boxer. No, I'll keep him out. Okay. He, he, he can be on the bench. Um, okay. Oh, left side. You know, if you, you, you know, you're, you're stuck between picking up, you know, you know, Gordy Connolly, Charlie Christie. These guys, these guys fit into that without any shadow of a doubt. Or do you pick, you know, do you pick in the actual the workhorses who can still play? Then they get me wrong. Who can still play? And uh, I mean, I was, I think to 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 cover uh, to cover uh, Gary Farker, I think I'd probably pick Martin Lyle. Okay. Uh, which leaves me with a left sider. Uh, that's presuming you've gone four four two. Um yeah, up to you, to your team. Uh, no, fuck. I'll, I'll, do, I'll pick that three. I'll pick that three from midfield, and then I'll move up to to strikers. Okay. Uh, and again, an absolute. No. Oh, so so many so many goal scorers and wingers. Um. <sighs> I feel it under pressure today. Eh? It's uh, it's just it's just you know there's just so many so many people you know that that you came across in your day. I mean, I think I, I couldn't I couldn't pick a team without Mike Beatty in it for me. Okay. Um, um, just for his his goals his goals per game, and then you've you know you've also got. You know, you've got Martin Stewart there as well. Um, so I think I'll pick if I pick Martin as well, it might be. And then I think again, just in my early days, but I think probably go with Wilson, Wilson Robertson to supply okay. the supply the ammunition. I mean, you know, that's missing out. You know, so many, so many people. You know, so many people. Um. On the bench. Well, Doug, Doug Boxer's on the bench. I'll go on the bench. Okay. Then... Goodness me. Well, this isn't good. This just shows you the quality of the Highland League when you struggle bad against the bigger team. It does. I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I have picked a couple of earlier. I mean, okay, Wilson. To be fair, Wilson was still playing. Five, five or six years in for my high league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eddie Copeland. I think you kind of, you know, Eddie's one of them. Can can man of many positions and mm-hmm. you know a heart or a lion. To be fair, um, you have two picks still to go. Two picks still to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just you know, I mean, if we flash back to Gary White, I mean. A schoolmate of mine, you know, just I'll, I'll pick I'll pick Gary as a sub. Okay, you yeah, one more. I'm doing him an injustice actually. Um, <laughs> uh, 
You'll need your I'll, tea after I'll this. I'll go with. I'll go with. Uh, I mean, I forget. I mean, here's Ian Stewart. You know, I mean, you know, you're picking a team with Ian Stewart. You know, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I'll go with. Uh, Gordy Conley. Okay, no problem. Right, we now need a manager. You've played under a few managers, so we need one to manage this team for you. Uh, I think, I mean, any manager? Whoever you think has made a big impression on you. Um, I think, well... I think the manager, it probably it, it, it sort of helped or gave me a little wee kick up the backside along the way was, was Dave Watson. Um, so if you're going with managers that, that I've played under, it would probably be it would probably be him. Okay. Um, uh-huh. If I'm being honest. Well, you've been pleased to hear Doug it's a hard bit out of the road, it's your team all picked. And if it's only consolation, everybody has to do this struggles badly. It's just, to be fair, even if you gave me a week, I would still be sitting there with names, look, thinking back in teams that were winning leagues, winning trophies, or guys that were maybe unsung heroes in, in, in I guess, lesser clubs. And you'd still be here. You'd still be here. So many people, you know, that that you, that you would pick that, that in their own right deserve to deserve to be in anybody's eleven. Well, you could pick your team, look at it and think, oh no, I could pick another eleven, then another eleven. Like I said, it shows the depth of quality in the Highland League. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the one, the one name for me that is a, it, a absolute clear stick on is Dave Holland. Hundred percent. A quality player for a long, long time, would he? Just, just very, very good, and and very good for us. So we'll stick him as your captain, eh? Absolutely. Okay, you try, you try you try finding one of that other ten that'll tell him for today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, would Dougie Barks have told him for today? I would have, but uh, he, he, he wouldn't have listened. <laughs> right, as I said, that's a hard work done. Now we've got a few questions for you. So the first one is VAR. What do you think about it? Yes or no? In general terms, yes. Okay. Would you ever consider being a manager in the Highland League? Uh, well, I did have a short spell at Huntley, but no. Okay. Oh, I didn't care about your spell at Huntley. How did that pan out for you? Uh, very difficult. Difficult. Difficult times. Difficult times to, to manage anything other than, the, I guess, the top four, four clubs. Okay, so has that put you off another spell? Oh, I would, yeah, abs- oh, absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely no intentions of doing anything with, with adult football at all. Fair enough, okay. If you could have played for any other Highland League club other than the, the top teams you played for, who would it have been and why? Um, If I could pick, if I could pick, probably, you know, probably the, the county team that um, that Bobby successfully took to, to two championships, took them from I think if they won the bottom of the league, they were second bottom, and if I'm not mistaken, two seasons later they were league champions. 
It's a fair turnaround that ended. It is in that day. It, well, it isn't any day, but you know, back then, you know, Bobby Wilson done an absolutely fantastic job, um, and and looked to be looked to be a, a sound manager. You know, just well, you just look at his history. You know, prior to Ross County, um, and and the, the guys seemed to respond to him, and it worked worked for them. Cool. Right. Any regrets from your playing career? Anything you would have liked to do different? Um, nah. No, I, I think obviously, I mean, pre, pre, I guess pre high league, I, I was on trial with a few clubs and, you know, there's a couple of offers and I guess if you look back now, you would maybe have took one of them, but as they say, no regrets. Okay. Right. Uh, what was I going to ask you for? Uh, all right, I almost forgot I was going to ask you that. How would you like to be remembered as your time in Highland League? Um, just oh, a, a decent, a decent, a good player who was very influential to his team, um, that, that's how I how I kind of see myself, um, and I think you know if you, if you're if you're maybe near hitting it in all cylinders, if you can influence the others around about you to to do that, then you know it's uh, it's half a job done. Um, but no, I think um, you know if you go through you know. Work, you know, tough tackling, whatever. But you know, just a a, a good player who was influential to his uh, to his team in the in the players around about him. Okay, right. Last question for you. What advice would you give to a young player starting out in the Highland League now? Oh. That's almost as tough a question as picking your eleven because. <laughs> I just think, you know, I'm I'm certainly not tarring everybody with the same brush. I just think it's a complete, different breed of person now. Um, and in the league is is completely different as well because, you know, there's there's quite a gulf between, um, between some teams. Um, you know, you know, just. Get in, work hard, and and enjoy your and enjoy your your time. Um, it's very easy for like I touched it earlier on. You know, if you're if you're not playing for three weeks in the trot, that's it. You're walking away. You're not going to training. Whereas with guys in my year, it was it was the other it was the other way. It was you got yourself to training, you know, and you and you you knocked your you knocked your backside in. So if so, the manager saw and anybody else saw that you, you were wanting a game. Just I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm a bit, uh, I'm actually a bit disillusioned with younger, younger levels of football, to be honest. Oh, okay. But, you know, I, I think if you get the opportunity, I mean, for, I mean, for that short spell I had at Huntley, you know, you, you try to get people up for juniors and they're not interested. You know, they're, they're not interested at all. And that'd be frustrating for you. Just frustrating. I mean, you look at you look at if it's just if you just go back to the, to your, your team, the bro, it's just just full of young guys. Can you want to play for Brock? Oh, 
Oh, of course I do. Right, where, right, for time to meet a bus. But it's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. Nah, I just went through with my mates. Again, it's just, it's, uh, it's like a different era. I mean, it's not just football, I guess. I think it's just, it's just, uh, it's just almost life. And I'm not tarring it. I'm not tarring everybody with the same brush, but I think a lot of the time that's that's what you find. I think you you definitely need a good manager to 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 motivate you along your way in in today's high league. And there's a lot of good managers out there that will do that. Um, you know, Dino, it turn a young team, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll sit there encouraging um, when when the results are predictably going their way. So. Um, yeah, if you can get a good manager and you can get in the team and just, you know, play away, it's all about, it's all about commitment because it is a big commitment. Uh, it certainly is. Well, Doug, it's been an absolute blast listening to you. I'm so appreciative you come on to do the podcast with me. And I'm sure loads of folks are going to love hearing this. And I wish you all the best going forward and you take care. Cheers, Billy. You too. Hope your, hope your results go well for the broadcast season. Well, we'll just plan. We'll just, as you know, in football, dog, it's one game at a time, so we'll just see how it goes. But it's not too bad so far, that's for sure. Ah, uh, it's been it's been okay so far. Okay, cheers, Willie. Take care, dog. All the best. Yeah, thanks Bye again. Up.